Well, tonight I want to, um, before we enter into our, our time where we're praying throughout the building, um, I, I want to just, I, I thought about this question. We've dealt with it before. It's been some time back. In fact, I think it was back in Woods Chapel when we asked this question. Uh, why do we pray? Why should we pray? Um, why does God want us to pray? Uh, you know, if if God is sovereign and uh, and he's leading history toward his appointed end, then why should we pray? Do our prayers really make any impact or any difference? Um, or are we simply wasting our time? Or is it just to make us feel better? Well, I think there are some answers in Scripture, and I want to give you three tonight. And, uh, and I pray that this would help you to pray more, that you wouldn't shrink back from prayer, but that it would spur you on um, in the privilege we have in prayer. Uh, so let me just approach it this way. Why should we pray? Well, it's not to inform God of what we need. Um, because Matthew 6, verse, verses uh, 7 and 8, if you turn there to Matthew 6, in this section where uh, Jesus instructs the disciples how to pray, um, we learn that it's not to inform God of what we need. Um, verses 7 and 8, Matthew chapter 6, he says, And when you pray, do not heap up empty phrases as the Gentiles do, for they think that they will be heard for their many words. Do not be like them, for your Father knows what you need before you ask Him. Um, all of us have had that experience of sitting in a prayer meeting or sitting in a church service and heard someone pray, and, um, and you just know that that person was just heaping up words. Um, and while we wouldn't, we wouldn't call that person out, we wouldn't say anything about it out loud, I think if we're honest, we would all say that we've been there where we've heard that. Um, well, he's, Jesus here specifically says, don't, don't be like that, because it's not about us coming up with this grand number of words or the right specific words in order to really gain or earn the ear of God. Because he answers it and he says, your heavenly Father knows what you need before you even ask. Now, should we be articulate? Yes. Should we, should we really try to communicate our hearts? Yes. But do we pray to impress one another? No. In fact, if you back up into the previous verses before that, go back to verse 5. He says, And when you pray, you must not be like the hypocrites, for they love to stand and pray in the synagogues, at the street corners, that they may be seen by others. Truly, I say to you, they have received their reward. But when you pray, go into your room and shut the door and pray to your Father who is in secret, and your Father who sees in secret will reward you. So it's not to inform God of what we need. It's not to be seen or heard by others, impress others. There is occasion for us to pray corporately. He says here... It, we are to go privately in prayer, but we're also to come together and corporately pray together. So if we're not to pray so that we communicate to God what we need, He already knows what we need, then why do we pray? Let me give you these three reasons before we break up and actually pray together. 
First is to express our trust in God. Prayer gives us an opportunity. It gives us an outlet to express that trust in God. Even though God already knows what we need, when we express that, articulate that, when we voice that to God, it gives verbal expression to the fact that we trust Him. That we are confessing that He is good. And He is loving. And He is our Father. That He is wise. Um, All of us have had that experience where we say, God, I really don't know how to pray in this, but God, would you have your way? Well, what that does is it says to God, God, you're wise, I'm not. So prayer gives us that opportunity to express trust in God, that He is powerful. Um, There are times when I'll be honest with you as a pastor and, and you as a believer, but I've had this experience where I, I'm asked to pray uh, for a person who um, is terminally ill. And just things just don't look good. And by every, every natural, um, <laughs> every natural element of reason says that, that there's just no hope that this this is going to go toward where the doctors are going to say it's going to go to and it's it's going to end with this person losing their life and in some cases it does in fact in probably most cases it does and god's will a lot of times is not to heal here but to heal ultimately by taking that person to heaven but there are times when i'm asked to pray and i have to stand there with the family or with that person and i, and I pray god I don't see how this could be any different than what it looks like. But I'm not you. God, you can do this. There's nothing that's outside of your possibilities. You are all-powerful. You know what's best. You, in your character, are loving and good. And so, God, we ask you to do whatever you want to do in this situation. Now, that's, that's hard But it expresses this trust in the omnipotent, all-knowing creator. And so prayer does that. Prayer gives us this outlet to express trust in God. Um, He goes on, the Bible goes on and talks about this. Turn, if you will, to Luke chapter 9, or chapter 11, I'm sorry. Luke chapter 11. gives us an example of this in Luke's version of the Lord's Prayer. Luke 11, beginning in verse 9, Jesus says, I tell you, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives. And the one who seeks finds. And to the one who knocks, it will be opened. What father among you, if his son asks for a fish, will instead of a fish give him a serpent? Or if he asks for an egg, will give him a scorpion? If you then, who are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will the Heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask Him? It says here, what Jesus is saying is that you can trust the very character of God. 
that if, he- if earthly fathers know how to give good gifts, then surely the heavenly father does the same. My kids don't come to me and, um, and, and ask for things thinking that I'm going to give them something evil. That they come asking me because they, they, they know something about my character. And when we come to God and we ask Him for our needs, even though He already knows our needs, we trust in His character that He will give what's best. If as earthly fathers we know how to give good gifts, then certainly our Heavenly Father does as well. So prayer gives us this opportunity or this outlet to express trust in Him. Secondly, it gives us this opportunity to enter deeper into fellowship with Him. Now, we can also look at a, a uh, human earthly um, relationship and see an example of this. Um, you know, back when, uh, when Lana and I first met, uh, we met in, uh, in 1995 at Cumberland College in Williamsburg, Kentucky. We were in the music department, and she was the pianist for the choir, and, and, uh, and I was in the choir, and uh, she walked in, and, and it was over for me, you know. That was it. I was, I was done for. And when we dated, we dated for a short amount of time. We dated for three months. I asked her to marry me. And uh, five months later, after, after we were engaged, uh, we, we got married. And so eight months I knew her, and now we've been married this summer for 16 years. But while we were dating, I remember buying her cards, and we would just sit for hours and talk and do all those things. And what would it be like if, and, and those things have, have waned, I'll be the first to, to, to admit that. But what would it be like if, if Lana were to come to me today and say, well, why don't you ever talk to me anymore? And I just said, well, we, we, we talked. When? When did we talk? We talked back at Cumberland College in Williamsburg, Kentucky. Don't you remember? I mean, the, the fellowship, the relationship would be lacking. No, there needs to be this time, and often there is, when uh, after 9 o'clock at night, when we've got the kids in bed, when we can just sit and we can catch up on our day, and we can talk, and we can laugh, and we can plan out whatever, meals, and talk about budget, and talk about all these things because we just spend time together. And prayer does the same thing. Prayer allows us to go deeper in fellowship with our God. God delights in us and we are to delight in Him. And that's what prayer gives us an opportunity to do. If you go back to Matthew chapter 6, when Jesus begins this Lord's Prayer, in verse 9, He says, Pray then like this, Our Father. Our Father. There's this personal note to it. He's our Father. We don't, we don't want to pass by that and just run by it and miss that He is now our Father. That generally He is fatherly to all of creation. He's fatherly to everyone in that He causes the rain to fall on the just and the unjust. He causes the sun to shine on the just and the unjust. But to those who are in Christ, He becomes literally, truly their Father. And we get to go into His presence. We 
get to cast all of our cares on Him. We get to hear from Him. I mean, that's, that's an amazing thought. That out of all of the billions of people, trillions of people that exi- have existed from the beginning of time until now, that God listens to one speck of dust. At one moment in time that He exists outside of. That's, that's an amazing thing. I, I just I want you to kind of think about that. That prayer is an opportunity for you to spend time with your Father. And then the last one is this. The third one is that prayer also um, is an opportunity for us to join Him in what He's doing in the world. It's an opportunity for us to partner with God. And, and I said early on, earlier tonight, that God is leading history toward His appointed end. We've been invited to pray and to join Him in that work. That's why you go on in the Lord's Prayer, in Matthew 6, verse 9, uh, or actually verse 10. He says, Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. You know, um, I remember as a kid, and I didn't have the greatest relationship with my dad growing up. Um, I always felt like my dad was, a lot of times, really just kind of too busy for me. And dad always kind of knew best, and I never did it right. Um, I, I I never turned the wrench tight enough, you know. I never... I never did this or did that, and he he would always come behind me and, and redo a lot of things. But there were those moments when, when, when Dad would would allow me to participate. And uh, I, I've shared often, <laughs> my dad has huge hands. My dad always liked to work on cars. My dad would would be out there in the garage working on the car, and he would inevitably need to get to somewhere, or he would drop something somewhere. And his hands were too big. And as a kid, he'd call me down and he'd say, Son, my hands are too big. Would you reach in there and get that? Would you reach back there and see if you can get a hold of that? And I always remember feeling like I mattered. Like at that moment, my dad cared and needed, needed me for that, you know. And he couldn't go behind me. And, he, you know, and, and this breaks down because God doesn't need us. You know, God's hands are not too big, you know, to get where he needs to go. God, God doesn't have any limits. But God invites us in. God has invited us to, to reach into what he's doing and take hold of that. And we do that in prayer. And one of the things that we do, uh, one of the ways that we do that is, or, or specific ways that we have coming up as a church, is particularly this Friday night uh, with Secret Church. Um, I want to show you this video. Uh, this is David Platt on this video. It's four minutes long, and then after that, we'll we'll break up and we'll go throughout the building and, until until we're through. But this is David Platt. He's in India, and he's um, he's highlighting a little bit of what's going on in the world and what God's up to. And then I'm going to invite you to, to pray toward that end. We'll show the video. <laughs> 